Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Dan Tucker, the Senior Vice President for the Civil Sector at Booz Allen Hamilton. Dan, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, and so, you know, it, it's easy to think about IT modernization as, as a silo, as its own issue. But when you talk to folks at agencies who are thinking in terms of their missions and serving customers, American citizens, you know, where does IT modernization fit into those types of plans? Oh, I think um, they're, they're completely intertwined. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there, there's no mission outcome that isn't enabled by technology in 2023. And so whether you're talking about IT infrastructure, application development, data analysis, or even the, the patterns or even the, the processes that, that help you enable that, it's, it's all intertwined together. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you, we hear a lot about the importance of agencies leveraging data to in 2023. You know, at, at what point in the IT modernization process, when, when you're doing these upgrades or replacements or whatever, do you, you really have to start thinking about how you're going to use your different data holdings or access other data holdings? Yeah, I would say that that data and experience are becoming the last two hard problems. Hmm. So it, it's so much easier today to to spin up a cloud infrastructure. Low-code, no-code platforms make it so much more easier to build an application front end these days. But data has gravity, data's dirty, data is siloed, and that is really still a very difficult problem. And on the, on the flip side of that, the experience challenge is also finding the data that you need, getting the insights easily uh, is, still, is still a challenge. And so, yeah, the, the data, the technology is there, uh, but the, the challenge is really the policies, the patterns, the processes that um, allow that, that technology to enable the data sharing is where the, the friction that I'm seeing in a lot of places today. Are there any, you know, solutions to that challenge? Are there any, um, you know, approaches that you've seen be successful in terms of you know, cleaning up that data and actually taking advantage so, of it. So there's two components to it. I think one is this evolution that I'm seeing of the data product manager. So mm -hmm. treating data as a product. So you're, you're part of, an, they used to call it a, a data steward or a data owner, but really this concept of a data product manager where a team or a person is responsible for the quality of that data, responsible for how that data is being shared, adhering to the standards, so that's a, a pattern that I'm seeing take hold, which is uh, starting to, to gain, I think, uh, some, some traction and enabling more of the, the data sharing. Um, and then on the other piece of it, you know, the, whether it's intra-agency or cross-agency, there's, um, there's a carrot and a stick, right? Um, and, and sometimes you have to use the stick. You know, sometimes you have to see chief data officers or uh, agency commissioners require the, the data sharing, put that in place. And in other cases, um, you're seeing the carrot where, hey, here's, you're going to have insight now. If you, if you start to make your data available, you're going to have insight and be able to, to draw better analyses um, if you sort of um, engage in this ecosystem of data sharing. So Interesting. Uh, you know, the data product manager, that's a really interesting concept. You know, wh where does that fit within an organization? You know, will organizations have like 50 different data product managers? Or, yeah, yeah, so I think he, where, where I've seen it work best is with those that know the data. Um, so you might have, you might have a, um, 
if you're you're selling a product or something like that, you know, you might have um, somebody that does customer relations and they understand who the buyers are. And then you might have the vendors; those are selling it. And then you might have those that understand um, the technical components of a particular product being sold or something like that. Keeping those data product owners close to the mission that they're engaged with seems to be the most effective um, because it's easier to teach the technical component of it. But really understanding the data at a granular level, that's a, that's a harder hill to climb. So if you get people that understand the processes or understand the mission and then teach them the technology around um, good data management practices and principles, that's how I've seen, um, that's where I've seen it be most effective. Got it, all right. And you, you were talking obviously about carrots and sticks with sharing data interagency or cross-agencies. I think we saw during the pandemic how important that was, whether it was you know healthcare, public benefits, veterans benefits, um, this, in, this importance of data sharing um, across agencies. What are some other challenges you're seeing there? What are some potential solutions? So, I mean, the, the, the challenge has been decades old, I think, but what, what we saw during the pandemic actually was encouraging with respect to data sharing, right? So we actually saw agencies, it, and look, it was, it, was a, it was an imperative to be able to share this data. It was, it was a, a matter of national importance to be able to open this data up, to share it, to have it be of high quality. And so that's when you start to see more of these data owners, data product owners uh, come into play. You know, one of the, the solutions that, that we've seen, again, pattern that we've seen to, to gain more traction is this concept of, of a data mesh. And yeah. so again, data is heavy. And for decades, we spent a lot of time um, uh, egressing data, um, exfiltrating data from one, um, repository into another that's expensive that takes a lot of time this concept of a data mesh where you're keeping the data where it is but just making it accessible through apis or through other mechanisms and then you know building a layer on top of it that uh, is a semantic layer or a metadata layer to describe what's there and how it can be accessed um, that seems to get us to the step function change that we need as opposed to pouring everything into a data lake, um, which again has takes a lot of time and is particularly expensive to, to, um, to operate. Got it, I mean, it, that data mesh concept, is that uh, particularly heavy lift for an agency to implement? You know, agencies are moving into the cloud, they're still in various stages of, of adopting those types of services. How, what kind of lift is that? It, it's, it's hard from a process and pattern perspective. Okay. It's not difficult from a t the technology's there. Um, the technology to enable that and say, hey, here's, here's a data set and I'm gonna describe it and make it accessible and observable. Um, those, those technologies are, are mature and they're in place, but now telling, um, Having the chief data officer of an agency say, okay, your jobs now are data product owners or your jobs are data stewards or data owners. Um, and here's what it means. It means you are responsible for the quality of that data and making it accessible and observable. Um, that's a role that we haven't had 
in, in industry previously. And so um, putting that in place is, is where um, you have some of the, I think, hill to climb. Got it. I mean, and then another issue I'm sure the chief data officers run into all the time is that there are often very good reasons for wanting to maybe lock down data a little bit, whether it's security controls, sure. privacy requirements. How, how do you kind of navigate that side of things? So, yeah, it, it's a, again, it's a combination, <clears throat> excuse me, of, of process patterns and, and technology. There are incredibly um, mature technologies in place that we used to live in a world of, you know, Dan, if I have the role of, um, of being the being the application developer or something like that, I would have be granted role-based access to some data set. Uh, but now the technologies have become more mature where you're actually able to uh, filter on the attribute level and have sort of attribute-based access control and having more fine-grained access to, to around data security and data privacy uh, has, has helped to, again, strike a balance between, hey, we want to share this data, but we know that Dan shouldn't be able to see all of it, or he, shouldn't, he should only be able to see US-based data and not European-based data or, or what have you. So um, the technologies are, are in place. It's just now, how do you um, put the processes in place to say, okay, this is going to be our mechanism for um, ensuring trust and ensuring security and privacy of the data we have. Got it. Uh, and you, you mentioned, you know, the, the importance of, you know, having these data product managers, these folks who are working on this, be close to the mission and have that deep understanding of the data and maybe how training them on the technical side of things isn't the heaviest of lifts. Right. But what goes into that? What, what do agencies really need on the sort of data education side of the house? Sure. So there's probably some concepts around you know, basic data management processes around data quality standards, around metadata and what that means. Um, some of the more um, technical concepts today are around data pipelines. So mm -hmm. data typically, in order to get to trusted data, there's usually the data in its raw form, and then you get it to some sort of um, uh, cleansed form. and and then you get to some sort of, okay, now this is ready for, for sharing and access. So, you know, I've seen some agencies use a concept or around like here's, you know, bronze, silver, gold data, oh. or here's raw data, managed data, clean data, those kinds of things. So typically you see the, the standards um, or the stages around that. So yeah, metadata management, data pipelines, um, data standards, those kinds of things. Again, these, these, you know, the data pipeline concept and concepts around sort of data ops are, you know, relatively, you know, have emergent over the past five years or so. But up to that point, the, the standards around conceptual, just good data management are mature and, and pretty well understood and, and wouldn't take a, a I, I wouldn't say, um, a long time for, for somebody to get up to speed on. Got it. I mean, and, th and then uh, at the end of that data pipeline are the application developers and the folks who want to use the data to, you know, serve citizens and customers and things like that, right? So they're kind of part of that that equation saying, this is good, this is Yeah, for absolutely. Us. And, you know, usually at that layer, 
those folks aren't the data experts. They're now inheriting some some trust. Mm. But a good good data management principles allow you to see sort of what they would call the you know semantic description of the data. This is what it is. This is how it's structured. Um, a lot of times you'll also want to see what they'll call sort of the the lineage, like yeah. where the data came from, how it how it got to where it is. Um, sort of the, the chain of custody, the provenance of the data, you know, how many how many hands did it um, pass through to get to where it is. So um, again, you know, in, in the in the most mature organizations that, that I've seen, um, you know, those, it, it, again, it, it takes a while to get to those um, technical components, but um, it's it's often the the roles and responsibilities, the the patterns, Who's responsible for what is is usually the part that that takes the most amount of friction. Sure, understanding all those issues seems so important, especially as agencies maybe start to embrace automation and AI and things like that, yeah. where maybe you want to understand why program made a certain decision. Yeah, uh, so or, I, you know, there was I was reading the I think the administration came out with this sort of AI bill of rights and right. proposed bill of rights and and. Central to that was this this concept of round transparency. Right. What what data sets? Again, going to the what data sets are there? How do we look? How do we understand the the lineage of those data sets? Where the data came from? But then on the AI side, you know, what are we actually? How are we thinking about the the hyperparameters? How are we thinking about the models, the algorithms? Um, what went into that, which is, again, it'll be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that space evolves, because you are, I think, getting in some cases um, with some of the technology vendors, you might be getting into a space of um, proprietary intellectual property versus transparency into the models um, sure. and and how the models work. And so that'll be an interesting space to see evolve. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how agencies and, and industry navigate that mm -hmm. issue. Um, all right, well, just bringing it back around in the time we have left, you know, how do you think uh, agencies should be thinking about sort of the, the outputs, the end goals of their IT modernization, their data efforts uh, going forward in, in your view? So I think it's, it's, a, it's a continuous feedback loop between um, those that are creating and, and establishing, building the enabling technology and the, the experience that the stakeholders are having and, and learning. I mean, good, good product management uh, principles will, will tell you that you need to continuously get feedback and some products might sunset and some you need to um, invest in more. Uh, and I'm, I'm encouraged by, by seeing uh, a better feedback loop with most citizen-facing agencies than, than we saw five years ago. Uh, I think we've, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the public sector, we've learned a lot from the private sector on, on how to incorporate that feedback and the data that people need and whether it's accessible through you know, your, your desktop, your tablet, your mobile device, um, and what that experience is. Um, a lot of times the, the, the data is available, but if it's difficult to access or if it's 
not intuitive on what the, the insights or the decisions to be made coming out of that are, um, then, then it sort of falls flat. But like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged as to where, where industry is going. Um, there's, I'm seeing more uh, lessons learned being shared across agencies, across you know, chief data officers, across you know, there's CIO councils, there's chief data officer councils, um, the, the um, centers of excellence are doing a good job in terms of, of sharing information. So yeah, it's a, like I said, I'm encouraged. Good, all right, that's an optimistic note to leave it on. Oh. Uh, again, I'd like to thank my guest, Dan Tucker, the Senior Vice President for the Civil Sector at Booz Allen Hamilton. Dan, thanks again for coming in. No, thanks for having me. I'm your moderator, Justin Doubleday, and you're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Booz Allen Hamilton.